Hey, Angela here. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite you to join our Substack community, where you'll get more founder profiles, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first access to all my original work, and access to our community group chat. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I love and appreciate your support. It's awesome to see all your comments, email responses, and reactions. I'm happy to share this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening to Honey and Hustle. We are a visual podcast that features conversations with small business owners, creative entrepreneurs, and those in the nonprofit community. We're so glad that we started sharing our podcast here on Anchor FM. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you're listening to this right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Thank you to Blackology Coffee Company for sponsoring this video. Take 10% off your next order at Blackology Coffee Company by using the link at the description, www.blackologycoffeecompany.com backslash Angela. Hey guys, what's up? This is Angela coming to you again from my desk to introduce our next guest here on Honey and Hustle. Um, her name is Grace Ling and she's joining me all the way from California. Um, we hit it off pretty instantly. We even changed our backgrounds to the same <laughs> virtual background. So you could say we became really fast friends and I think that's going to shine through in this episode. Um, by far, I would probably say uh, she is, has a story that I identify with the most. Um, obviously, like I'm going to let her tell her story, but you know, just being kind of young, going to grad school, and also still kind of figuring out how you want to apply your degree to what you're passionate about. I think that's something that really will resonate with a lot of people who are watching this and kind of are in that same kind of stage of life. So, so I really hope you guys enjoy Grace's episode and enjoy her story and a little bit about what she's doing. I think uh, there's some great opportunities if you're in design to be a part of her Discord community uh, design buddies and just kind of see how you can learn and glean and grow as a creator as well. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And fun fact, so this is our fifth episode of the season and also our 25th episode of the year. We're ending the year at 25 episodes and I think that's really cool how numbers kind of come together like that. Um, so yeah, I don't know, maybe that was subliminally why I was so happy to talk to Grace in this episode, but yeah, fifth episode, 25th episode on the year, so many more great episodes to come. But for now, check out Grace of Design Buddies. What's up guys, my name is Angela, and on this very special out of space episode of Honey and Hustle, I'm here with Grace Lee. Um, she wears a lot of really cool hats. She is a computer science and engineering student in San Jose, California, so she's all the way on the West Coast right now, hanging out with me. And she also is a UXUI design intern. She started her own product design business, and she hosts a really awesome group on Discord for design community called Design Buddies. So thank you so much, Grace, for joining me from all the way on the West Coast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Yeah, so you are a first in a lot of sense uh, for the show because you're currently a student right now, and you've uh, built this really awesome community that's like 9,000 plus strong. So can you like tell me how you balance all these hats that you wear as a student and how you have really like 
I guess like fallen into this like entrepreneurial spirit that you have right now? Yeah, of course. Um, for all my life, I've always just kind of lived with a sense of if I don't try it out now, I might regret later once like I graduate and life settles down. So I've been through like kind of four different career path changes, which led me to design. Um, before I want to be an anime artist and then I was a bioengineering pre-med student and then I was computer science, game development and now I'm doing UI UX design. Um, and how I started Design Buddies is because I felt like an underdog because I don't study design in school. Um, so I found kind of a hard, I, I had a lot of trouble kind of going into design because I didn't have any mental support for my professors as well as um, other designers, like other design team. I feel like I just didn't fit in so I just created Design Buddies and and it kind of just took off from there because I focused on the theme of being inclusive and diverse and just like making it making anybody um, regardless of whether they have a design background or not feel like they can participate ask questions without feeling judged and how I can balance all of it is I delegate a lot um, I have a team of admins that help me out I manage a team of 10 admins who do have different roles and also another team of 30 moderators um, and also another team of seven content creators. So I have a lot of help and a lot of delegation and I trust them enough to um, lead different initiatives and design buddies. Sometimes they're the one hosting events, they're the ones writing the blog articles and stuff. Um, and another way how I can stay on top of everything is I overpromise. I mean, I'm under promise and over deliver. Um, so for example, somebody wants me to do something with a certain deadline, but they don't test a strict deadline. So I say like twice a time it requires me to do things. So that helps me be able to stay on top of everything. So I can like under promise and over deliver. Um, and I just keep everything on my calendar and if it's not on my calendar, I can't do it. So I, I won't remember it at all. Um, so these are just like some tips that, that I kind of found that worked out for me in, in like balancing everything out. Yeah, yeah. I like what you said about the calendar because I am the same way. Like my Google calendar like runs my life. If I don't have anything else, like I need that to start my day. Um, yeah. So one thing I really like that I feel like it's kind of the underlying theme and what allows you to do what you do so effectively is the communication style, right? Not only have you built a community, but you've also built like peers within your leadership that have different distinct roles that add to how this like functions as a well-oiled machine, right? And that's kind of how it is in any kind of creative business, right? When you're working with other people to meet deadlines, whether they're communicated or not. And also just like their vision for projects, whether that's a product, whether that's UXY, or just anything of that nature. So for people who are looking to expand, to grow, to have a community that they can maintain at scale, um, what are some things that help you recruit the right people and just foster a sense of trust and responsibility that they can really take ownership in, design buddies, or whatever project you can really be making start? Yeah, so definitely the team is very, very important. The mistake I've made earlier, um, because before I created Design Buddies, I wasn't too involved in um, other leadership positions. So this is kind of like my first large leadership position um, that I just like founded, it kind of took off. and. And my mistake at first was to take on everybody who wanted to help out. Like, because I created, I named Design Buddies, it's like buddies, so everyone's kind of nice. Um, um, but my mistake is taking on everybody. Um, so that would lead to admins who were like really committed at first, but then the 
after I got busy, they didn't communicate with us and kind of drop off from there as well. Um, so I actually took on people who have been active and have no history of drama or like nothing negative. And I just like asked their like, and now the admins are only are invite only at the most active people. And usually admins have been moderators before. So it's kind of like different tiers. So the the top 30 most active are moderators and if they're contributing well and if there's a spot on the admin team for them to help out then I invite them on and I also set really clear expectations in the beginning like different roles and everything and I have all the stuff written out so we organize everything on Notion so people know what to do um, as well as we also have weekly stand-up meetings and I'm really strict in the sense that if people don't show up for two meetings in a row without notice um, then they will be removed from the team as well so like people also like do because there's like there's a lot of people who want to be admins um because before i actually made people apply and when we were at 2000 members about 70 people applied and we interviewed 11 and took on four so it's really really competitive so i say this to the admins like this is how the process worked um so now they know that it's like really in demand so they're in a really good spot that um, they're able to like make it on as well and I, I I was not expecting any of this just a few months ago I've been learning so much along the way um, learning to say no because as a student I see like oh people want to help out let's get them involved and everything but I also want to have the balance of oh this is overall aligned with the roadmap this is over aligned with the goal of the overall like design buddies organization and like how how would taking on another admin help out overall and because I'm also like spending time to train them to do things as well like training them to do events are using our design system and everything as well so it's like an investment for me um but also having them be a leader it's themselves on the team as well yeah yeah and that's really really important to people think about it's like it's an investment to grow and to scale but you want that investment to be worth something you want that person to stay around for a long time and you also want to give them a sense of ownership in the work that they do within your organization which I think is really awesome and really important. Um, so you mentioned something that's really cool that I think some people might really like in terms of timekeeping and time management, and that's Notion. Um, so how did you come across Notion and how helpful has that been for you in addition to things like the Google Calendar and stuff like that? Yeah, so Notion was actually used in my first ever product design class. Um, the, the, the instructor hosted all the notes on Notion. So I found about Notion, I found out about Notion about this time last year. And so we, in our, for our organization, we use Discord, we had different channels um, on Discord for different topics. Like we have like an admin chat, a content creators chat, and a focus group, which are our moderators chat. Um, and we have like over 50 channels for the public as well, but these are like our operational chats. Um, and then, so we have Discord for communication and then and then like we also use Notion for all of our notes so we keep everything from like events schedule um, roadmap um, things to do roles um, finances sponsorships and marketing and just like all everything and then we also use Google Drive for external things so we want to send out we do a lot of surveys um, just to get data and get feedback um, from the users or the people in the community um, so we have Google Forms and we also have like different forms you can fill out for partnerships um, or public facing things like for example um, when we're hosting events um, and panels we have 
title questions and they keep them on let's say Google Drive. So they kind of use both at like hand in hand. Uh, Google Drive is just the one that's more public facing. So because most people are more familiar with Google Drive, so that's why we share them with our guests. And then our internal facing stuff is using Notion. Okay. Awesome. So it's kind of like a natural progression from things that you had already had familiarity with and you are able to kind of use that for the new process. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I feel like I just learned about Discord like a couple months ago. I just learned about Notion like then a couple months ago. So this is kind of like new for me that I've been like using them with other organizations before. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So being a student, like you're kind of thinking past like your education, right? You're thinking past your degree. And I feel like that's something that wasn't really promoted to me while I was in school. It was like, yeah, like, you know, you're going to school to get this next degree. You're going to school to have XYZ job, but it's not necessarily always putting you in the position to have said job. Um, whether that's an internship, like you may just be doing after college credit, that doesn't necessarily guarantee that you'll have a job with that organization, right? Um, because it's about the experience, it's about learning. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But there's also something to be said that you're thinking beyond like what is given to you and you're creating your own path, like some account, like this is part of that. Um, and I think a lot of college students don't think about that. They like get out and they're like, okay, well I can't really find what I'm looking for, so now I'm gonna think about creating my own company versus like having that mindset from the start. And I'm obviously like people can't look back and have like, oh, I regret not doing this because they sometimes just really don't know. Like I didn't know that I wanted to have my own business until after I graduated. Um, so what, uh, advices you have for other college students maybe like looking at this and thinking about like okay once I graduate like what is my next step right because I really feel like we're in a time where everything goes like there is no playbook the playbook has been thrown out the window you know what I mean so you really are in the best position you'll ever be in to create the life that you want so what is your advice to people who may be thinking about doing that right now or once you graduate or things like that yeah, so um, when I was in school, well, um, that was, I'm actually in grad school, but when I was an undergrad, I graduated my undergrad last year, um, but when I was an undergrad, I studied bioengineering, and I used to believe that uh, my, my field of study dictates my dictates my career. Um, I used to feel like I chose that, so I have to stay with that, and professors made me believe that. Um, and, and after just like a few weeks, I feel like school like while I'm in school, like my, my biggest tip is to try out different majors, try out while you can, while like balancing finances and graduation, graduating on time, like, um, like that's really important. But you can also try out different fields by joining clubs and organizations and partaking in research or different projects in school. Um, so just experiment with everything, um, anything and everything, because you don't have um, a family to feed uh, yet. So like school really just like, go wild or not go wild but just like go wild in the sense of trying out different things and um taking different classes um going to clubs and meeting different people talking to professors talking about what they do in the career path to find out like what you really want to do and um for me i did bio i graduated with bioengineering because i was on scholarship so if i continued um to switch another major i would have to pay a lot of money um so that's why i graduated in that and I realized like school, like for me, how I switched out of bioengineering was there's this virtual reality lab that opened up at my school and I just like watched a bunch of YouTube tutorials and I hung out with some friends who are also kind of in the same boat teaching ourselves VR and just like exploring other fields outside of design. I'm not, not design, outside of engineering. Um, so that's how I kind of bridged, I kind of like 
moved, made my way into design away from bioengineering and pre-med as well. So take advantage of your resources. Like these are oftentimes like as a student, you have access to like cool labs, like VR labs, biomedical engineering labs, um, and like mechanical engineering labs, and just take advantage of it and explore as much as you can. And it's a great way to um, find out what you don't like to do, because that's really, really important as well. And and how you can know that is to do internships to get actual experience. Um, so internships are a great way to do it. And it helped me figure out that bioengineering wasn't the right path for me. Software engineering was not the right path for me. So I went to UI UX design and I, I'm on my second design internship. And I finally realized like that's actually the path I want to take. Um, so as a student, explore as much as you can, figure out what you don't like, because that's also really important and never a waste of time. And internships to get experience and just like keep meeting people and, and when your student like use that as your advantage as well because once you like flex your student card people would want to help you more um, so really emphasize how your student reach out to people on LinkedIn and do informational interviews and that's what I did um, it gave me like a lot of opportunities as well um, so like kind of show people that you're a student so they'll also be like a lot of professionals and uh, like a lot of like executives as well would be really interested in talking with you yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely one thing I wish I had have done, like, as an undergrad and even, even as a graduate student as well, just, like, taking advantage of a lot of the student discounts and resources that are out there. I mean, from all different types of platforms, Adobe, Vimeo, like, all these things, they have a lot of great student discounts, so definitely take advantage of that part of green for sure. Um, and then, too, like, I went to, like, I kind of did it almost back-to-back, -back, really, my undergrad and my graduate degree. So it wasn't a whole, whole lot of time for me to really think critically about what I wanted out of my life. I just kind of, like, made the decision to go <laughs> to grad school because I knew I needed to get it done, or that's what I felt, right? Because there's all this pressure to figure out life when you're young. But I kind of agree with you, like, slow down, take your time, figure out what you like and don't like. Like, you're never going to regret that 20 years down the road because you're going to be a lot happier and better off, like, for it, you like, investing the time now when it's relatively like no cost or low cost for you to figure that stuff out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I also went to grad school right after undergrad because I didn't know what I wanted to do and and going with two parents a PhD since I was for um, grad school, like they're like Grace gonna get a PhD as well. So it was never like an option for me to stop at undergrad that I felt. Um, but if, for any students looking to do grad school, uh, I highly like sometimes it's like you have to weigh the pros and cons. So the pro going to grad school right after undergrad is like the momentum keeps going, and you don't, like you don't get settled in, you don't get used to getting a job, used to getting paid, and all these like nice perks and stuff. But um, I guess the good side of going to grad school later is you have more time to explore to really define like if that is the field you want to go into. So there's no like good or bad way of like no right or wrong answer, just whatever you want the most. Um, but yeah, I kind of for me personally, I wish I kind of took some time after undergrad to figure out what I exactly want to do because I'm studying computer science and engineering, but going into design. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, once you start making money, it's like, oh, I don't really want to go back. But on the flip side, I've seen a lot of people who have gone that route, and maybe they found a job they really did like and just realized, hey, I need, like, a master's or another degree to help me do this job better and progress within this job. And their job is able to pay for that degree for them. But there's always, like, mm -hmm. pros and cons, too. So, like, to people who are maybe, like, beyond college age, seemingly, like, there's never too late to start, like, this journey of, like, how can mm -hmm. I, like, getting the skills and resources necessary to do what I want to do and do what I love. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
Um, I think that's all the questions I have. But uh, what? So, what are your final thoughts on just like um, growing a community like Design Buddy, um, especially during a pandemic when you work for the UCs, to connecting people, connecting with people face to face? What has your experience been in like growing this? And what are your plans for it? Like once maybe you can go back to being in person. Yeah, so I used to actually do a lot of in-person meetups. Um, so I guess a little background. When I graduated from undergrad, like around the, since I studied engineering in school, I've always like, always had side hustles all my life. Um, and two of them happened to be Candy Leaf Designs and Design Buddies. Um, before, I also had like a running and lifestyle blog and a manga I wrote, like a book I wrote. Um, just like I always had something else besides school because I, I found school like not very entertaining. Um, so yeah, and my side hustles all my life um, since I was like, I feel like since I was kindergarten, I've always just been like working on something else other than school. Um, whether it's like leading a game and leading a guild in the game or um, like having an online store or something like that. So um, so like my, my two main side hustles right now are Candy Leaf Designs and Design Buddies and how Candy Leaf Designs started was I've always like wanted to table anime conventions. I thought it was super cool to like um, I used to draw, I still do, I draw a lot and it'll be cool to like make merch like stickers and Nabble pins. I actually have some over here I can show you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I have like a bunny family, um, some dongo cats, and um, some lychee cats. So I've just like wanted to just just like start my own business just to learn more about the business side of things. Because um, I've always just been interested in that side and also combining my art and making some profit and showing my parents that like, hey, art can pay. Because um, they were so against me going to art and design. So I was just like, you know, I'm going to show you. Um, so I did combining like proving my parents that art can pay and also just curiosity of business and um, just like love, just like passion for art. I made Canonly Designs at this, around this time last year. And I tabled at a lot of anime conventions. And um, for me, the hardest part was just like actually starting. Like I was thinking about it for a few years, but then I always thought I had to like focus on school. And then one of my friends happened to host an anime convention um, and invited me to table there. So I tabled there. I, I was just like selling some stickers and I did really, I did really well. So I was like, this is fun. So I started looking into how to make charms, um, pins, and even more like vinyl, like higher quality stickers. And it was just like fun being able to like meet people in real life and sell art and just like be part of like the artist alley community. Um, and I also host a lot of meetups um, with local artists. And just like every week, we just like get together at a cafe or bobo shop to draw and everything. And then and then the pandemic hit. And I was just like, wow, I'm not, what am I going to do with my life? Like, all I have is school. I can't meet up with people. I can't table at conventions. Um, so I opened my online store. And, um, and yeah, I kind of just like also kind of put art aside a bit and focused on design. Because so for me, a design was kind of a new career path for me because I was before I was thinking of doing just like I'll oh, just be a software engineer and do some art and then I later found yeah UX design at this time last year as well so this is all like happening at this time um, and decided to, oh pivot to design so I was also like trying to meet more designers um, as well as artists as well and um, yeah, the pandemic hit. I, I would, I used to go to so many meetups and just like host my own meetups as well in real life to connect with people. And then the pandemic hit and I was just like, for a while, I was like, wow, I'm so sad. This is so 
so sad. Like I can't, I can't do things. I'm like stuck here. But then I realized that I'm actually so glad it happened, and I don't think I would go back to hosting real life meetups unless it was like a big major conference because、um, I could connect with people all over the world. I don't have to spend time to commute. I can save money. I can save time.、Um, it's just so much better. I can get the same out of just connecting with people, like what I'm doing right now,、um, from all over the world as well.、Um, and then yeah, so the pandemic hit. In March, and for、um, March, I started taking my meetups to Zoom.、Um, but then it just like felt kind of weird. I kind of liked it. It was like fun, and I, yeah, it was like kind of weird at first.、Um, I had this like twenty-four hour Zoom room open with some of like a group chat of two hundred people,、um, <laughs> and there would be like ten pe- at least ten people all hours of the day, just like working and chilling and socializing. So there was that because like we. We were all used to like meeting each other in real life, so、um, there was that. And then, as I was going to design,、um, I was also trying to get in. I was also applying to internship for the first time, and、um, I was getting ghosted everywhere because I didn't have any connections. So I also tried joining other design communities just to like learn more about design, get feedback. On my work and just like find out why I wasn't getting anywhere,、um, but then other design communities they felt really gated and just like I was just like called out for not studying design, being a noob, and I didn't feel welcome in there. I also had professors telling me that to stay in my lane, how I should pursue design, how I should pursue engineering.、Um, so I had professors telling me that I'm wrong, and also other designers telling me that I'm wrong. I should stay in my lane.、Um, so and I also like want to learn more about design. So I was like, I feel like when I've always been like kind of rebellious, and people tell me I can't do something, I just go ahead and do it so I can prove them wrong.、Um, so I created Design Buddies, and I branded it as Buddies and Bunnies.、Um, so they're just like really inclusive and just like non-judgmental, safe space for people.、Um, so I started that, and then. And it just kind of just like took off from there, and took on more admins along the way, and just like made people feel welcome. Also, like really well moderated. People cause problems, and we remove, we ban them right away.、Um, and <laughs> yeah, I'm just like combining like leadership skills of delegation and being able to moderate well, and hiring or not hiring, but just like assi- like letting people、um, be good moderators and like. Making sure like things are not exploding and people are being civil and constructive is really, really important. So to maintain like the overall experience and reputation and quality of the community, so community. So、um, that's what we focused on and just kept going from there. Adding events, doing partnerships,、um, later launching a merch line, and now we're, at, we're like almost at ten thousand. So it's been really exciting overall, just seeing it grow and、um, just. It all started for me, just like being told I shouldn't do design. Yeah. Hey, sometimes that's like the best motivation, right? Being saying like, you have no place here. Like, why not?、It's、something I like. This is something I want to pursue. Like, why、yeah. can I not make my own lane? You know.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's awesome that you started doing that as a college student,、um, and just as a person who's like, if I don't do this now, how will other people who may be in the same boat? Find a place for them either, you know. So why can't I do that bridge for people, other people like me? I can't be the only one. Right.、Mm-hmm. So I really like that. I really appreciate you just sharing that. So thank you so much for coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <All of> <laughs> <the> <laughs> so you have a lot of gems for people who are just like college age and who are probably thinking like these same things right now. Like how can I find, you know, help or advice to like move forward and either creating my own lane or finding getting to a field that they're interested in. And yeah, just looking for like a place to start. I thought it's really awesome. So thank, thank you, you so much for sharing with me. Yeah, thank <laughs> you so much. 
Thank you. Uh, thank you again for coming out. I appreciate you. Um, thank you guys for watching this episode of Funny and Helpful. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This is fun. <laughs>